So our hope isn't just this simple idea that Jesus will come back. The reason him coming back is such a big deal is because he has promised he will set up an everlasting kingdom of joy and peace in the presence of God. That might sound like a fairy tale, but it's not. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Well, hello and welcome to Sunday Morning with Hope Valley Church. I'm Pastor Sam. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Valley. And today we're starting in the season of Advent, which is the four Sundays uh, leading up to Christmas Day. And in the season of Advent, what we're doing is we're slowing down to really think about the arrival of Jesus, which really is actually a, it's a past event, it's a future event, but it's also an event happening right now within us through the Spirit of God. And so during the season of Advent, we're reminded of the timeless nature of God's work and His promises, and uh, we slow down to receive um, what God is doing right now as we look back at what He has already done and we look forward to what He is going to do in the future. And so in this series, we're going to be uh, just exploring the four different traditional themes of the Advent season, which are hope, faith, joy, and peace. And today, uh, in this first Sunday of Advent, we're going to be uh, slowing down and exploring the hope that we have in Jesus. You know, the first way we're going to do this is just by looking at the past, right? When we think about Jesus's arrival, which is really what we celebrate during the Christmas season, we're reminded that for centuries, I mean, literally centuries, the people of Israel were looking forward to a Messiah that they had hoped in, right? And Messiah literally means God's anointing, chosen one. And they had this hope because of what God had spoken to them through the prophets. Um, let's look here in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And let's go to verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government uh, will rest on his shoulders and, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. I mean, so what a wonderful promise the people of Israel were looking forward to for such a long time as they awaited the Messiah. Uh, and the Messiah was more than just God's chosen one, anointed one, but actually we see in Isaiah 7.14 that this Messiah was going to be called Emmanuel. And Emmanuel literally is a name that means God with us. And so this wonderful promise of an eternal king who would restore and secure their nation for all time was this just amazing hope that they had. And we see in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 and 22, that that hope, that promise, was fulfilled with Jesus' arrival, right? Jesus was Emmanuel. He was God with us. 
And so we start the season of Advent. We start today as we think about the hope we have in Jesus, just looking back and just reflecting and remembering just the wonderful uh, hope that so many generations held on to for really such a long time through really hard times. And they saw that hope uh, come to be. They saw that promise fulfilled. And, uh, you know, you and I now, we still have things that we are hoping for, right? Uh, there are promises that God has made that we are still waiting for those promises, you know, those promises to be fulfilled, even as we experience some of His promises being fulfilled in our lives right now. You know, like those who've gone before us, we are also hoping in a future work of God, which is the return of the Messiah the return of Jesus. Just like past generations were looking for Jesus to arrive and he finally did, we are also looking for him to uh, come again, right? And so just like they had a hope that they could hold on to for generations, this is now a hope that the church has been holding on to for 2,000 years. And you and I and our present generation can follow the example of those in the past and we can hold on to the same hope that we have in Christ. Let's look at this uh, passage from 1 Peter, where Peter talked exactly about this idea. Uh, it's in 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 8, and we're going to read down to verse 16. It says, Peter writes, he, he says this, You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. And this salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered about what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's sufferings and his great glory afterward. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this, group, this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways uh, of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And so we see here in Peter, right, he's talking about Listen, we have the same hope. We're, we're in a very similar place as the generations that went before us. They hoped in the Messiah. And generations past saw the Messiah come. And now we're experiencing the benefits of the Messiah's arrival in our own lives right now. But we're also looking forward to Him coming again. And so there's this idea here in what we just read that since we have this hope, it should actually transform. It should actually really revolutionize the way that we live today. Because when we look back at the, other, at the, uh, the prior generations, their behavior, their lifestyles changed around 
this entire hope that they had in him. And so in the same way, we look forward to a future hope in Jesus. We look forward to promises being fulfilled that we are still waiting to be fulfilled. And as we wait, it changes the kind of people that we live. As we look forward to the holiness that is coming from God, we uh, choose to be holy today by walking in obedience, by submitting ourselves to Him, as we anxiously, a good anxious, not a bad anxious, right? Uh, as we anxiously hope and await the return of Jesus here on earth, uh, which is really an incredible thing to even begin to think about happening one day. Uh, but as I was saying, in this season of Advent, we, we reflect on these things because we want to look back at what Jesus has done. We want to remind ourselves of what we're looking forward to him doing in the future. But then we also want to receive and dwell on what he is also doing right now. Because God is timeless and he's working in the past and he's working in the future, but he's also working in us right now. And so how can we receive the hope of Jesus in our lives uh, as we reflect on these things and then we think about our lives today, how can we you know, really uh, just receive the hope of Jesus in our lives right now? And the first thing is really, as Peter was saying, to let the hope of Jesus' return energize and sustain you. You know, so many times we go through really difficult seasons in life, or maybe it's not a a highly intense difficult season, but you know we have to endure over a long stretch of uh, pain, monotony, you know, whatever it may be. And we need something that will energize and sustain us even in the hardest, darkest, least inspiring times of our life. And the hope of Jesus is one of those things. In fact, it's not just one of those things, it is the thing that must energize and sustain us, right? Like no matter how bleak or dark our present circumstance. We have hope in God's promise to heal and redeem all things, right? Because our hope isn't just this simple idea that Jesus will come back. The reason Him coming back is such a big deal, the reason why His return is something that we place all of our hope in, is because He has promised that when He comes the second time, all pain will be removed, all evil will be destroyed, all things will be all things will be judged and brought to justice under his rule, and he will set up an everlasting kingdom of joy and peace in the presence of God. That might sound like a fairy tale, but it's not. It's the reality, it's what we're hoping for. And so we can endure dark hard times because we know that God is bringing healing, he's bringing redemption, he's bringing restoration, and he's bringing justice to all things. And we, like the generations before, have the opportunity right now to be faithful, to put our hope in him, and that hope will energize and sustain us. So that's one of the ways that we can just receive the hope of Jesus right now is to reflect on it and to say, I'm going to be energized, I'm going to be sustained by that hope in him. You know, uh, and then, you know, here's a question that you can just kind of reflect on today as you think about this. It's a simple question, but really think about this question, reflect on this question. And the question is just simply, what hope do I have in Jesus? You know, the answer is we have a lot of hope in Jesus, but you need to think about that question today as we learn to receive the hope of Jesus right now in our lives. Each of us have reasons particular reasons why we know we can have hope in Him. And we need to reflect on those things. So think about this today. What hope do I have in Jesus? What hope do you have in Jesus?
And you know, something I encourage you just to pray through uh, as you think through this. First, I really encourage you to pray uh, for God to revive and refresh your hope in Him. But then also to pray for a boldness to share the hope with others. You know, because the hope that we have in Jesus is not just hope for ourselves only. It's hope for the whole world. And so many people don't even know about that hope that we have for the whole world. And so I really encourage you to spend some time today just praying that God would really revive and refresh the hope that you have in Jesus and also give you that boldness to share that hope with other people who are desperately in need of hearing and receiving hope in their lives as well. Uh, well, before we go, I'm going to give you a couple, uh, really three uh, devotional questions for you to just maybe write down and just think through this week in your prayer time. Okay. Uh, first question is, in what ways might you be allowing your hope in Jesus to fade? Okay, that's an important question to think through. The second question is, what are you currently focusing on or hoping for that is less reliable than Jesus? And then the last question is, what changes could you make in the way you live your life that would train you to hope in Jesus? Again, these are meant to be contemplative questions. They're not supposed to be questions you can answer quickly or easily. I want you to think about these. I want you to pray about them. I want you to let them sit for a while as you consider the answers to these questions. All right? Uh, well, I really appreciate you uh, being with us. I hope it's been a blessing for you. And I hope you'll continue with us as we uh, go through this Advent season, these four Sundays leading up to Christmas, as we just take the time to slow down and really savor the arrival of Jesus in our world, uh, on this earth, and in our lives. Uh, so, uh, again, glad you're here with us. Uh, we just pray that God would bless you richly today. All right. Bye-bye. We are so glad you've joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work, and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church house. Thanks again for joining us and may God bless you today.